Bill Cosby is fresh out the clink, and we believe there is light at the end of this culture war tunnel, and we're going to talk about it. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I'm your host, Spencer. This is my much prettier wife, Nikki. And before we dive into these news articles today, honey, do you have anything you would like to say? I just want, I don't know, just been thinking, um, I love how our family's been praying together more. And I wanted to just encourage um, anyone out there, if you have kids, to pray and read the Bible together. We started doing that and it just feels good. And I just want to praise God for that. And I don't know, I never thought that, you know, years ago we would be a family even closer. Like we never knew how far away we were and how close we could be at the beginning of our walk with the Lord. And so I just want to encourage you guys just to uh, draw close to the Lord and with your kids and anybody in your family. And it's just great to fellowship with one another and see the kids um, learning and uh, being teachable. <laughs> we pray for that, that they would be teachable. So Definitely. Um, you can't be pushing all their um, understanding of Jesus and the gospel onto a pastor on Sundays. That should be something that you as parents take up um, is kind of their first first line of defense, I guess. And you should be the one leading them in that, and then the pastor should be supplementing it on Sundays is the way that should work. So um, mm-hmm. we're learning that lesson more and more in our own lives. But um, also make sure you like and subscribe if you're on YouTube, podcast, follow us, whatever your platform says. And then please jump on the Discord. That's where we want to do all of our interacting because mm-hmm. social media is a godless platform so we would like to see you guys on discord but if you have been listening to this show for any amount of time or last week um, you know that kind of starting last week we decided fridays are now going to be just about positive news um, unless there's some sort of cataclysmic event going on so with good news (laughs) being the theme you might be asking yourself how is bill cosby getting out of jail a good story. Well, we're going to explain to you how. <laughs> so if you want to read this headline, honey, and first couple paragraphs. Yeah, it says, Bill Cosby is a free man after Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturned sex assault conviction. So Bill Cosby was released from prison Wednesday after Pennsylvania's highest court overturned his sexual assault conviction saying the disgraced actor's due process rights were violated. The stunning decision in the case of the man once known as America's dad reverses the first high-profile celebrity criminal trial of the hashtag MeToo era. The panel of Pennsylvania State Supreme Court judges said in their opinion that a former Montgomery County District Attorney's decision to not prosecute Cosby in 2005 in return for his disposition in a civil case was ultimately used against him at trial. So just for those of you curious, if you actually pay attention to the show notes, um, this article that we're reading, we got from CNN. 
outkick.com, but um, we're going to be linking the Outkick article uh, because we don't think you should be giving CNN your business or your eyeballs because <laughs> they stink. So we don't want you going there. Uh, we wait in that cesspool occasionally. Um, you should not. So, all right. So how is this good news, right? How is Bill Cosby getting off the hook good news? And first off, let us just kind of make the point that we do not think Bill Cosby is a good guy. Um, from all the evidence that we've read, and honestly, we're not terribly well-versed in his criminal trial or anything like that, but he seems to be, you know, basically a disgusting pervert, a sexual abuser, and worst of all, probably, he seems to be pretty unrepentant about it. So we're not applauding him being out of prison necessarily. That's not what we're trying to do here. Yeah, and even his original sentence was pretty lenient, but... According to CNN, he had drugged and raped just one woman. So he, we know he had a lot of accusers, though. So just right up front, like he seems like not a, not a pretty stand-up guy. <laughs> yeah. So he was convicted, I think, on one woman um, yeah. for drugging and raping her, but he had multiple accusers, and I think his sentence was originally like three to ten years in prison for that. So he got off pretty lenient. Either way, I mean, I would, yeah. in our opinion, a three-year sentence for a drug-using rapist is probably pretty light. But yeah. uh, the reason that we believe this is a good news story is simply, in my mind, and our mind, is that the rule of law was upheld. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we understand that this is kind of a fine line to be, you know, walking when you're speaking about someone like Bill Cosby. But the fact is, according to our laws, he was unjustly prosecuted is what it says. You want to mm -hmm. read what that article says there? Oh, yeah. The Montgomery County District Attorney who prosecuted Cosby, uh, Kevin Steele, said the actor was free on a procedural issue that is irrelevant to the facts of the crime. Yeah, we agree. I mean, from what we've read on these stories, uh, sounds like a procedural issue, right? Uh, from what the article kind of says um, is that he basically, in like 2005, he was being taken to court for like a civil lawsuit. And I guess during that time, he was basically told, okay, if you give us this deposition, um, that we won't use it against you or whatever. Um, and then fast forward to 2018, when he gets brought up on criminal charges for these rape allegations, I guess what they said is they basically used that deposition from 2005 mm -hmm. to find him guilty and all of that. So now it sounds like the deposition's true, <laughs> you know, like what he said he actually did and he's a rapist. But like the, the article mentioned, his due process rights were violated. And the thing is, mm -hmm. and why I think this is good news, is we have due process rights for a reason. You know, things like... Uh, rules against self-incrimination, which is why we have like the fifth amendment. You always hear on these criminal shows, like I plead the fifth, you know, because <laughs> we have laws in this country that say you don't have to go and, you know, they have to prove why you're guilty. Mm -hmm. You don't have to just go out and tell them. And it sounds like that's basically what they sort of tricked Bill Cosby in a roundabout way of doing. So, uh, his process or his due process rights were violated. And ultimately I think you know, and obviously we're not lawyers or anything or judges, but it sounds like if that's the reason why they released him, then in that sense, justice was served because he was unduly convicted, I guess. And we pulled up a couple of Bible verses just to kind of 
um, yeah. strengthen our case a little bit. We always want to look at it from a biblical point of view. Um, so the first one is Proverbs twenty-one fifteen. It says, when justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous, but terror to evildoers. So the evildoers probably looking at this and they don't like it. Not that he was released, but that like what he said, like the law is being upheld. Yeah, because, you know, granted, this is Bill Cosby, high profile guy. You know, but this happens to people all the time. And this is why you want due process rights, because it's not always going to be Bill Cosby. Our laws are there for a reason. Right. And it, and when the laws are actually enacted in a proper way, then that's good. Yeah, it'll stop the innocent from being charged with something, like yeah. a false testimony. and So that's why it's a positive story from that perspective. Okay, in Proverbs 28.5, says, evildoers do not understand what is right, but those who seek the Lord understand it fully. And that's where we should be, right? We shouldn't be like wringing our hands that, ah, Bill Cosby got off the hook. I mean, we should be thankful that the law got it right because mm -hmm. in today's climate, um, and we get it, this isn't the justice we wanted, right? We were hoping that, you know, justice would be served, that he spend his time in prison. But that ultimately wasn't the justice that was doled out. And both of them, in our opinion, were justice, right? He got what he deserved, got sent to prison, but he got there in an incorrect way. And it could have been very easy in today's climate for this judge to basically overlook this or ignore it, you know, basically knowing what a difficult decision and kind of how difficult this would make the judge's life. Um, but he did what was right, you know, by the laws that he works under, because he's a judge should not be, um, you know, deciding on which laws to follow, which ones not to follow. He should be upholding the laws that were passed in this country. And that seems to be like what he was doing. So um, to us, Bill Cosby getting out of jail, it's both, right? It stinks that a scumbag's mm -hmm. out of jail. Yeah. But if he got out of jail for the right reasons, then that's a good news because justice was served in that sense. So Hopefully it stays working that way yeah and if we didn't lose you there already we have another <laughs> story to bring to you and we just want to wrap this up by saying we're not rape apologists uh, we think <laughs> bill cosby is a low life and he should not really be welcomed back into like civil society he should be forgiven 100 percent, but that doesn't mean we necessarily have to welcome him back in as america's dad so yeah, well, we have a better news story for you, and it's in the form of a YouTube video, and it is a month old. Um, it will be linked on our Discord um, in the episode notes. So if you jump on our Discord, uh, check it out, and also let us know how we can pray for you. And the video um, was a talk being held at um, Hillsdale College on the topic of uh, transgenderism. And it's uh, being given by Abigail Schreier. Yeah, this was a fantastic video. Uh, again, it's a little bit old at this point, about a month old. And we are linking it on the Discord because we want to entice you to come to Discord and leave Facebook that wretched place. So this YouTube video was such good news to hear. You know, 
right now we're kind of in the middle of doing sort of episodes on who we think are the two most important voices that you should be listening to right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you stick around with us, we'll be having sort of the last episode looking at Jason Whitlock on Monday. But the reason we think those men are so important to listen to is basically because they're doing what Abigail Schreier right now is doing. They're Mm -hmm. discussing the problem that's going on in this world. Um, And they're obviously bringing it from different angles. But the biggest point is we have to be talking about these things. And, you know, they're sort of bringing this difficult you know, understanding of this critical race theory, gender ideology um, to the Christians and the conservatives in the country. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as I tell them, basically the normal thinking, non-radical population. Yeah. And she makes note um, near the end that we are losing this battle because the far left has basically a 10-year head start on us. Yeah. Yeah, you were going to say it was like more like 20 to 30 year based on that book. Yeah, and we'll have the book linked again. We talked about Vody Bauckham's book, Fault Line. And we're going to have that linked again in the description. Please, it is well worth the money. Mm -hmm. Go check that book out. But he makes note in there that basically since the late 80s, they've been working on this whole critical race uh, theory, critical social justice. And... You know, the rest of the country, us as non-radical, you know, Marxists, we're just now sort of finally coming around to seeing what's being pushed on our children. And what's great is a lot of the country's just not having it anymore. And that's mm-hmm. such a blessing. And that's why it's good news. So, you know, we couldn't really agree more with her opinion on this. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just nodding my head the whole time. I'm like, yes. I yeah, love we're everything like kids she said. Listen to this, but <laughs> kind of as I was listening to this, and I've had this thought for a while. The difference, in my opinion, between liberals, kind of like the radical liberals, not your traditional liberals, and conservatives, is basically, I think liberals like they believe what they believe, but they sort of demand that you mm-hmm. believe it too. Yeah, they shove it down your throat and want you to agree with them and yeah, follow and the along. Conservatives, and... we aren't like that normally. Like. We believe what we believe, and we don't really care what you believe because it's an individualist, right? We all have our own beliefs. And this seems like a good mindset until you realize that complacency is basically what's caused this mess that we're in in this country because mm-hmm. you've been spending your whole life not really caring what someone else thinks while they care deeply about what you think. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. I like the point that uh, Abigail Schreier made. Um, she was linking critical race theory and the gender uh, ideology. And she said, the chaos is the point of it all. She was talking about why would a a kindergarten teacher uh, tell a little boy that he might actually be a girl? And why would she say the opposite, you know, to a little girl? And like, what, why is that in the teacher's head to begin with? And so she made the point, the chaos, that's the whole point of it all. Yeah, and then the idea behind the chaos is essentially to overthrow the traditional American culture, right? And that's the idea of Marxism. And Vody Baca makes this point in his book in Fault Line that anywhere that you sort of hear this word critical, mm-hmm. um, it's a revolutionary term. That the idea behind it is like a radical or like a revolutionary overthrow of the norms in society. So 
this is all just the gender ideology, the critical race uh, theory. It's all just sort of this stirring of the pot to cause chaos, cause confusion, which allows the elites to glow. And it, it sounds so stupid. Like you start talking about it and you feel like a kook, but it's not mm-hmm. because the elites in the world, they prefer a communist government, a communist form of government like China has to a freedom, individualist, capitalist society like America has. And they want to do away with it. They've been wanting to do away with it for a hundred years now. And this is just sort of the latest evolution of what they've been trying to do in this country. So um, that's, again, why we think this is such a good story is because we're finally starting to talk about it. You know, like she mentioned, she makes the point in there that they've had this 10-year head start on us, but we're starting to wake up. She kind of makes Mm -hmm. that point in there in that um, as we continue to wake up, and you've been seeing these stories everywhere on the news where these – parents and stuff are just like storming school board meetings and throwing fits and losing their mind over this critical race theory. Good. And that's good to an extent because if you're sending your kids to school still, (laughs) you know what you're getting yourself into. Homeschool your kids. I mean, if you're able to, yeah. I know there's, it's hard. It's hard for, there's a lot of, you know, but you you give it all to God. God knows the situation you're in. We're not judging anybody. God God's got them. Like just look at Vody, how he turned out. <laughs> yeah. You read about his upbringing, and you know God can turn any anybody around. But I was gonna say, even when our boys were um, in elementary school and they came home and they were talking about a little boy came to school dressed like a girl and they've even had other stories and this is on on base in the elementary school on base and so it's like they're exposed to this at a very young age and you don't know what other kids are teaching them about it so it's really important even in elementary school I don't know what grade they're in third or fourth grade like you can you got to talk with your kids about about this because they're I think they're going to be more influenced by other students than just the teacher, that peer pressure and wanting to fit in, even at that young age. So, I mean, my biggest reason for wanting to homeschool is not that I'm scared what the teachers are going to teach them. It's what the kids are going to teach them through what their parents are teaching them. I see that's more common. That's more of a threat. But just pray with your kids, too, and teach them. you got to teach them yourselves. Yeah, and teach them. And that's, again, what's so encouraging about this. She kind of makes the link that, you know, she talks a lot about the data and the numbers, so it's definitely worth your time to listen to. But that this rise in sort of transgenderism and gender ideology, she calls it a social contagion. Yeah. The idea that it's not some scientifically proven, you know, phenomenon. It's it's social media. It's Mm -hmm. the news media. It's it's basically your kids being brainwashed. And we've talked about that Mm -hmm. on this channel plenty of times. The news is propaganda. Um, Your kids are being fed propaganda in almost every area of their life. If Mm -hmm. you're letting them just have free reign on a computer, they're getting propaganda. If they're going to public schools, universities, they're getting propaganda. It's in every game they play, even all the video games they play online, like anything you can buy in the shop on any you know, any game you buy, you purchase stuff. Yeah. 
they notice it and they'll tell us and, you know, kind of laugh about it when they tell us about it because they know, we, you know, we don't approve of it. But, but it's at least they see though, it. Because if you know that it's a social contagion, it's not real. Like it's not, mm-hmm. you know, kids born with a brown hair or blonde hair. It's not that. It's something that's being socially conditioned in yeah. them. So it yep. can be reconditioned back to normal yeah. way of thinking. So that's know. the positive spin yes. on this. So again, that's why undone. this is so important. And it's starting to hear these things and Again, if you're one of those people that, hey, I believe what I believe and I don't really care, man, you got to start caring. Um, you got to start informing yourself. You got to start having arguments that you can use against uh, because your kids are going to start talking about this. If they go to public school, they're going to start hearing about this and seeing it. Um, you got to have a way to um, fight back against the lies that you're being told. So this podcast or this uh, YouTube video will help. Yeah. Buy Vody's book. The link is in the description. It will be money well spent. We promise you. So um, there is light at the end of this tunnel. We will win this war on the culture um, because experience is on our side. Scientific evidence is on our side. Mm -hmm. God is on our side. Um, So we will win this. It's going to be a struggle. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as G.I. Joe always told us, knowing is half the battle. Um, so we're starting to wake up and we're starting to learn. Now we just need to put some action to that. So do you have any last words, baby, before we wrap this up? Nope. I said it all. <laughs> all right. Jump on our Discord. We want to hear from you guys. We want to pray for you. Um, that's all we got for you. Love you. God bless.